0: Hello and welcome to the Eurowhat, episode 103 for the week of January 18th, 2021. I'm Mike McComb and I'm joined today by Ben Smith. Hey, Ben. Hey, Mike. We are a pair of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest. And this week, we'll be talking about the first weekend of Selection Season 2021. How's it going, Ben?
1: Something about Lithuanian television available on a Saturday afternoon Nature is healing, Mike.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Something just felt right that I'm listening to people talking a language I do not know. Mm Mm-hmm. Other than the language of reality TV.
0: Yeah, it was a fairly snowy weekend uh, in Chicago, but like pretty snow. So like having Norway and Lithuania uh, on TV and looking out the window uh, from time to time, it's like, oh, this is this is really nice. I I wish I had some hot cocoa. So
1: (laughs) We have more weekends to come
0: of this. There is time for cocoa. Yes. Enjoy it while you can, folks. This is going (laughs) to it's the start of a very long, long selection season. The roller coaster has begun going up the hill. It Started just moments before our last episode went live, France, they announced the date for their national final, uh, which will be held on January 30th. Thanks for sitting on that, France, until the last possible minute. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about their songs next week, but we do have a playlist on our Spotify channel.
1: Nice. And then the other major announcement we, we were waiting on last week was Finland's artist announcements and song drops. And those are still ongoing. It's an interesting lineup, Mike. Mm-hmm. I was joking about Finnish uh, licorice last week on this program, and this lineup has the potential to get really salty. <laughs> I have been sitting on that for a week, and I'm so sorry. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh. <laughs> um,
1: anyways, uh, the big, I think the one thing that everybody was surprised about is that on the list of contestants was Axel from last year, because there had been a report where, where he was asked last year in an interview if he had submitted a song, and he said no. And in fairness, I I don't think that he wrote the song. So he may have just like interpreted that very literally i mean i know that i would have but would have been very specific but no i had not submitted a song
0: the interview that i read uh he said that he was kind of caught off guard by the question and like the response was supposed to be no comment but uh he just kind of panicked and said something that was a little misleading and he apologized for misleading folks which i thought was kind of funny and it was just kind of an example of getting selected so late that he didn't get to go through any sort of media training on this sort of thing I'm just like just all of this is
1: just like <laughs> a exactly what I would have expected from from Axel and
0: also just big mood big mood yes yes but I'm I'm really excited that he's uh, in the mix because uh, yeah I I'm really rooting for him I don't know why I'm rooting for Axel so much but I, I just want him to do well and be happy in life you know so mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: uh, and then uh, so my entirely two online brain latched onto one name on the list mm-hmm. and that name is Danny Danny. I mostly know from, like, before we actually had proper viral videos, there was, like, this... What I, what I now know is, like, a Finnish clip of the song, I Wanna Love You Tender, where th- the videos from, like, the late 70s, there's a lot of bad green screen going on. And for whatever reason, the internet tubes are clogged with videos of Mormons recreating the I Wanna Love You Tender video because the choreography is laughably bad. <laughs> it's just, it, It's great for a lot of reasons... Uh, it's Danny and another singer, Army. Uh, in more recent... Uh, why is this person notable news? Danny is also Erica Vickman's ex. Oh. Like, recent ex. Huh. This is very rude to this man, but, like, I had assumed he had died. Oh.
0: Well... <laughs> I mean, and, it was if, the if, 70s. Like, uh, that, that was a while like,
1: back. Because, like, so. he, in the 70s, and, like, he looked older then, but, no, he's, he's back, everybody, and sort of like how... Sweden seems to have like a few slots every year that go to performers of a certain age or at least they try to they, like when when Sweden sort of plans out their their Melfest they have a few things from like a, a different genres of pop mm-hmm. Danny seems to be kind of that slot for the Finns this year because like I've listened to the song and like I need to look at the lyrics because they are in Finnish and mm. I, I suspect unlike looking up the lyrics of Erica Vickman's last year it will be less salacious although who knows yeah <laughs> um who knows it could just be an epic diss track when i saw that there was a lyric video i expected it to be in black and white and wistful and i was correct
0: Mm-hmm. Also kind of related to Erika Vickman, uh, she was on a recent season of The Masked Singer uh, in Finland. And also on her season was uh, the artist Pandora, who is also competing this year. So like everything is orbiting around Erika Vickman at this year's UMK. Pandora, we've mentioned her before. Well, she's done Melfest a couple of times, but uh, the last time that she came up on the show was when we were talking about Scooch in the Flags episode. And uh, she had accused Scooch of plagiarism which i just think is hilarious <laughs> umk 2021 is like the grand unifying theory of the euro what it's uh it's looking yes weak, so. <laughs> yes Oh well, yeah because
1: in addition uh we have laura who represented estonia mm-hmm. in 2005 and 2017 as part of the duet for verona
0: yeah, so much intertwined drama, and it seems like it's just going to be a perfectly pleasant show. I, I expect all these people to be consummate
1: professionals on that stage. Oh, yeah. But also, it's just very funny that like there's weird interpersonal connections between a lot of them.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, that that that's been a delightful surprise. A slightly less delightful surprise. Israel has had to change up their selection process again. Um, Israel is currently dealing with a major spike of COVID issues, so they decided to completely scrap doing a live show as their national final. They're getting rid of the jury. Uh it'll just be 100% televote uh in selecting Eden's song in the song selection cuz it uh when they were whittling down the field, it was the top 2 audience uh songs and then uh, a wild card f- card from the jury and apparently what the jury selected was the third place Televote getter. So going to 100% Televote really does make a lot of sense here. Mm -hmm. There will still be a show on Monday. No live performances. It's just going to be videos of Eden performing the songs, meeting with the songwriters, that sort of thing. And yeah, and then they'll announce which song will be selected. Eventually we should see a live performance or something. I think what's going to work in israel's favor is we all know that eden has a chops like she is a known quantity so we have seen her perform live we, y- we do not need to be concerned about her performing live right it's disappointing that they had like a really interesting grand vision for how they wanted to do this selection and it just seems like every step of the way uh it's just been a setback followed by another setback followed by another setback so hopefully she likes the song that Israel chooses. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out uh, and talk about it on our next episode.
1: Another selection that I did not realize was going was having behind the scenes drama. But on the other hand, it does make sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like on the other hand, I'm like, why? Why did I expect that? Why did I? Why did I expect that from Italy? Anyways, uh, the San Remo organizers have been having emergency meetings to figure out logistics on their end with the continued prevalence of COVID everywhere. The goal for San Remo was to have an audience. Which is where they kind of lose the plot with me, is that you guys did what? When Mm -hmm. you've seen all of the other nations just hosting it in a TV studio or in an empty venue? Italy was like, nope, we're going to have an audience, even if we have to make a bubble for them where
0: they live on a cruise ship. I am not a cruise person, and I don't think I could make that adjustment just to see San Remo. Uh (laughs) A three-week
1: holiday in Italy does not sound like a terrible thing right now.
0: Yeah, even though you are locked on a boat for two of those three weeks.
1: (laughs) There had been sort of some discussion about due to this and due to really wanting to have an audience, whether San Remo was going to be moved to April and thus necessitate a different way of Italy selecting its artists for Eurovision this year. The most recent update I had seen is that San Remo was confirmed for March 2nd to 6th, so that is probably the selection mechanism. We will continue to see... If Italy tries to make an audience happen, please don't do it, Italy. No. Please don't do it.
0: <laughs> you can pipe in the booing. Like, that. that's easy to do. <laughs> or you can
1: do what Taskmaster did and just have the audience over here in an area where it's safer than to be and just, like, pipe in their noise.
0: They've got, what, six weeks to figure that out? Yeah. Yeah. So, good luck, Italy. We're rooting for you. So, <laughs> Yes. Mike, I
1: have a question for you. So I mm-hmm. did not get a chance to watch things live this weekend just for mm-hmm. a few reasons. Pabondum is when?
0: Pabondum is now. Pabondum
1: is now. How was yeah. Lithuania? Yeah.
0: Well, I learned that that it is Pabondum is now, yo. Uh, They actually said it on the show this time. So I have yeah. known
1: for a solid year that I've been mispronouncing that, and I yeah. just leaned into it.
0: Uh, Lithuania came back, and it didn't really feel like the show was any different than previous editions. I mean, and, and, and I was not surprised. By that. Uh, I mean, the way that Lithuania had typically been producing their shows, both the marathon and uh, last year's edition of of Banda Misnaio, was that they would record the performances earlier in the week and then show them on Saturday. The jury responses would be live. uh, And of course, the televoting would be live. But yeah, everything was pre-recorded, which I mean, in an environment where you need to make everything COVID safe, they didn't really have to make any sort of major adjustments in how the show was produced the uh, performances were recorded last tuesday an act would go on stage do their performance leave the stage stage would get disinfected next act would come on it was very organized very orderly and i don't think anybody would have known that the show was any different other than the fact that there was no audience in the venue but i think Because of how they have redesigned the stage, it's actually reminding me a lot of Latvia's Supernova, which it was not as jarring as I think I was priming myself for it to be. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah, because like I I watched a few videos this afternoon from from the show, and like I actually thought they did a great job with whatever studio set they have of. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel like we were sitting in, like, a large theater that was awkwardly empty. Right. When they would do, like, a full little 360
0: turn with the camera, I was like, oh, this is this is fine and this is fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They also, uh, on the uh, LRT website, they had about 100 photos uh, from the performances with close-ups, wide shots, everything. And it's just like, oh, this looks amazing. Like, it's really good photography. And then, like, actually getting into the content of the songs, it didn't blow me away i i I think there was like kind of the heightened expectations like oh like lithuania's back they're still on their game all of that and it's just like oh no it's it's the first heat like just getting Mm -hmm. warmed up uh in the process
1: and i was having the same thing of realizing how much i had hyped this up in my head over the past Mm -hmm. year and remembering that the first round performances from last year They were also a little rough around the edges, so I tried to scale back my my judginess on a few of them.
0: I mean, I think that was one of the things that was great about the show last year was like, okay, there's a song that's good that got out of the first heat, and then it gets into the second round, and all right, they figured out a couple of things, they're trying a couple of new things, oh, this is improving, and, and there was growth. Uh, over the course of the series. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hopeful that that's going to be the case here. And Twitter seemed to be on board with the whole show. I don't think anybody left being like, oh no, everything's ruined. Although I think the act that did end up uh, winning Twitter was Basil and Aeneas, who were the interval act. Uh, did you Did you get a chance to watch that performance? I
1: very specifically went to the LRT website after seeing both you put them in our notes mm. and the internet just generally going, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And I would agree Lithuania should send them are they available sorry yeah. the Roop. No. <laughs> um, cuz that was great and I immediately went into like a weird internet rabbit hole of looking up what's their whole deal
0: Mhm uh, I'm glad that they did a couple of songs like that that was uh, a, a nice I don't know after dinner mint uh, to mm-hmm. the rest Yeah of yeah, the yeah like that
1: was just just like such a good
0: vibe. Mm-hmm. In terms of the actual competitors uh, and the results, uh, the uh, acts advancing from uh, this heat uh, were uh, Voldemars Peterson, Titus and Benis, uh, Martina Milita, and Bu. There wasn't really much consensus between the jury vote and the public vote, uh, which yeah, I was I was, was, I was looking at
1: that and was very intrigued at like how those were differing.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, Voldemars won the jury, but he came in fifth with the public. Voldemars and uh, Titus and Benes, they tied for the top spot, but the jury is a tiebreaker uh, in Lithuania. So Voldemars technically won the heat. Uh, Titus and Benes, they finished third with the jury, second with the public. So that's probably the act to keep an eye on since mm-hmm. uh, that's the highest level of consensus uh, that happened. Martina, uh, she won the public vote. Her song has been retitled uh, Thank You Very Much, which...
1: I remember looking at the lineup when it was announced and going that's an interesting choice. How are they gonna gonna make that work? And when I was watching her perform, I was like, oh, I think this is the one that was renamed.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which, come on Lithuania, courage of your convictions. <laughs> BU, uh, they finished right down the middle, and they managed to score enough points to block out uh, Black Spikes, who opened the show. Uh, Black Spikes were third with the public vote, so that was the shocker in the set. Ones that might not have been as much of a shocker, uh, Twosome and Tamukasi, uh, they both finished uh, at the low end with both the jury and the public vote. So um, yeah,
1: I did yeah. enjoy realizing that, that twosome is sort of a Thompson twin situation is in that there is actually more than two of them, despite what the name may lead you to believe. Mm-hmm. I was watching that song and I appreciated them committing to their bit, but I don't know. It just felt very much like a, a very confident team at like a college talent show.
0: Yes, I think that's their aesthetic. Yeah, so.
1: I, and And like... I'm not opposed to that being their aesthetic. I feel like if they just like committed themselves, they could do something real special.
0: I was instantly exhausted by it. And granted, yeah, oh, yeah, they, no, they, was... they were they were pretty late in the lineup and I was switching back and forth between Lithuania and Norway and it's like, oh, I gotta get back into the weight training for the, the multi screen <laughs> viewing experience. So <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I was just,
1: oh yeah, no, I was just watching both their performance and my watch is being like okay but like how much more of this is there
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so the song isn't even doing anything come on you guys yeah i mean like it seemed to all center around the people in the furry costumes uh dancing about uh second heat is happening uh this saturday uh it will probably also be recorded on tuesday so as this episode's dropping uh there will probably be some reports from lithuania or at least uh links to the Really nice photos. And then on Friday, uh the Roop will be dropping Disco Tech. So uh keep an eye out for that one. I i am very excited for that one. I think everybody is.
1: So, to I watched in full, uh and I am not sure I am fully on board with the rest of the internet yet. I'm very, I'm excited about the prospect of more Kano music, mm-hmm. and like looked at their performance there. I'm like, okay, this needs a little bit more workshopping. On the other hand, I feel like they workshop Spirit in the Sky between, and it changed performance-wise. But Kano this week had been releasing uh, little documentary clips about just like for, of them from the beginning and how this song grew, mm-hmm. and. One thing I really liked seeing was Fred's connection to his Sami heritage Mm -hmm. and how that was important and seeing them perform the song acoustically for like Sami school children. It helped me understand their whole thing. And like having now heard Monument, I'm like, oh, yeah, this does feel like a refinement of a lot of what they've been working with.
0: Yes, they feel so much more solid as a trio. And like you can see that they've been doing the work over the last couple of years to meld together as a group. In, in terms of the performance that happened on Saturday, I think the staging needs a little bit more movement. Like they just, mm-hmm. it, it just felt kind of stiff, but that's an easy thing to fix. So.
1: Yeah, the staging needs, needs correction. But uh, yeah, like the song itself feels very solid. And like, before we get to the other auto qualifier, let's talk about the actual Heat One results. Yes. So I had completely forgotten that all of the heats are like a dual system. For whatever reason, I had just mentally been like, oh, yeah, all four songs are going to perform. And then it's going to be the Swedish model where one wins and one goes to second chance. But that's not how this works. No. There were there are two duels and they are randomly assigned on the day of the match. hmm So in Heat 1, we had Stina Talling and BD Bell. I kind of liked BD Bell's performance more. I didn't love like some of like the wardrobe and stuff for it, but it felt like it was doing
0: more interesting things. I completely agree. Thought it was interesting and I I would be pleasantly surprised to see it in the wildcard round. I I haven't seen any indication of like how they're choosing which songs go into the second chance round. But I would love for it to pop up there as well because
1: I thought it was making interesting choices and Pristina Talling, the song is fine, the performance is fine. I feel like I've seen it multiple times at Eurovision before. There's nothing new
0: there. I didn't care for the performance at all. Like uh, Norway's uh, taking advantage of the fact that like a backing track can have backing vocals in it. And I thought it was doing a lot of the heavy lifting, more lifting than the dancers were doing. Mm. (laughs) And it was so jarring hearing that. And I think part of it was it was the first song of the day. And there's just Mm -hmm. all of these like obviously not live backing singers like yes just powering through it's like ooh that's that's not great is are we yeah gonna, and like we getting 24 songs that are like that because yeah that's
1: especially because like last week i had said i liked the beady bell vocal and i wanted to see if it held up live and i felt like she pulled her weight live like the only note yes. i really had was somebody please clean the mirrors if you're using mirrors in your staging please mm-hmm Mm-hmm. All I can ever see now because we have hi- HDTV which is the fingerprints. <laughs> uh, but, anyways, uh, the public spoke and they picked Stina Talling. In the other selection, we had Yorn and we had Blaza And honestly, I, again, I'd forgotten these were duels. I'd forgotten that they were randomly assigned duels. Mm-hmm. I had said that I wanted a lot of pyro and stuff during Yorn's thing, and we did get a lot of pyro during it. But like the overall feeling I had from that one was this feels like somebody whose genre is not metal doing Metal Week on Star Wars.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Felt very karaoke to me. I did not buy Yorn as, a, as like a metal singer.
0: That might have been what my issue was, because like this was another one where I couldn't tell if the backing track was doing way more of a work. And it was, it was more apparent with him because like his performance of the song was so subdued dude compared to what yes. the vocal was suggesting to the point where it's just like i don't want to accuse him of lip syncing but the audio is dubious here
1: it felt like his band was more committed to like the visual bit than he was
0: yes yeah like
1: that's what was, that's what was throwing me off and that's why I, I was I said like star wars like this is somebody who is who is putting this on as a costume for the week
0: mm-hmm mm. That's interesting. And it felt like that was the favorite going into Yeah, like that one felt episode. like the favorite.
1: And I was watching the performance and being like, no. Yeah. Not for me. Yeah. Same here. Comparatively, like the Blasa performance. That was that was a lot of fun. Like I had I had issues with it just because of COVID. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's just like, <laughs> can we not use uh graphics that look like a spray of anything is 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 being applied to anyone because it just makes me think of like the chart of like the two people talking and just showing how covered with particles they're getting especially with brass instruments come on guys
0: (laughs) the fountain of notes coming out of the saxophone it was like i was screaming
1: (laughs) setting that aside for a moment great use of floor led i love it very creative process who sat in a meeting and, and was just like, so what we're going to do is we're going to have it look like the one person is just getting blasted by music notes. <laughs> just oh. absolutely coded. Yeah. And yeah. went, this is fine. Great. We'll see you on Saturday.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was a visually interesting performance. And and I also like that it took advantage of a lot of creative camera work. Uh, Hazel, like, I thought she was actually in a completely separate location and was delighted that they were doing a lot of stagecraft to... Change up where she was, and then like she did eventually go to the main stage. Like if it were two set completely separate performances, I think it still would have worked.
1: In the battle of Blazemafia versus Yorn, Mafian was successful, and then going to the gold duel, I was very happy to see that Blazemafia triumphed over Stina Talling, who again, song is fine.
0: I think it's a correct result. I'm gonna. I'm interested to see how Let Loose is going to work in a field of twelve. Oh, um, mm-hmm. like if it, if it's still going to have as much of a punch or like I, I could see it opening up the grand final and then the other 11 songs are going to do. And, then, and then just sort of like quietly fading
1: into like the lower middle of the scoreboard, ultimately. Right,
0: right. I would also be curious to see like how, how this would work at Eurovision, just because it is mostly instrumental, and which would mean that they would be miming most of the time. Although mm-hmm. if if it's a video format, yeah. This year's contest is gonna get real weird real fast. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um
1: anyways, so the other performer that we had as an auto qualifier, mm-hmm. uh, Tix, mm-hmm. I'm still not sure what I made of that performance. Because <laughs> I couldn't figure out if it's meant to be a joke or not like it's 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 weird like it's not like he's committing to the bit but I can't tell if the bit is supposed to be funny or if it's supposed to be serious.
0: Yeah, so his performance started, and I tweeted, "I am instantly exhausted," and I meant that. And then uh, switched over to Lithuania, and that's when Tussam came on, and then I <laughs> tweeted, "I am exa- instantly exhausted." <laughs> so oh, yeah, no, that, just... was, that was a real rough five minutes there. But yeah, yeah, oh yeah,
1: I can understand that. But yeah, no, just watching the Tix performance, I'm like, okay, but like, is Tix like the actual performer? Or is this the character that like a comedian is doing?
0: I don't want to say he's legit in the business, but no, he he wrote Ava Max's uh, "Sweet but Psycho." Yes, yeah, uh, that's
1: like I was doing Googling because I'm like, what's his whole deal? Because like I knew that he had multiple Norwegian Spotify hits, but like I kind of get this now.
0: Yeah, he's an internet personality, and I think I think we're just entering that stage in the internet life cycle where okay, these kind of personalities are going to be going to Eurovision. Are, are going to be shows. participating
1: in national finals.
0: Yeah. So I think it's a legitimate entry. I think the performance mm-hmm. was just not for me i like the song or at least i liked listening to it when i was previewing it on spotify but i need
1: to yeah that's that may just be what i need to do is listen to it on spotify because my first exposure to this song was with that full visual and i was just like this is a lot yeah yeah but
0: he said that like if he wins it's going to get translated to english so who knows what we're going to end up with uh Mm -hmm. if, if that's the case so um yeah like i don't I don't want to engage with this. Yeah, I, say, I, I, say, I, I would. I would like to continue thinking
1: about how I feel about all of this. Yeah, P- yeah. Please check yeah. back with me during the final. Mm-hmm. M- maybe maybe his team will review the taste and be like, you know what, this was a scotch too
0: much. But overall, I thought the show was—they made some really interesting changes from last year. The stage feels much more three-dimensional. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I think Uh, and part of that is probably because they don't have an audience
1: yeah it feels like they are they are getting more creative with their stagecraft because they don't have an audience and I'm here for it
0: yeah yeah although I'm really bummed that they got rid of the emoji confetti cannon it's now replaced with these like bubble water molecule I, I don't even know what they are it's just blue and purple dots flying at the screen and i don't know what the colors mean and it makes me Mm -hmm. sad because i really like the emoji of dismay so
1: (laughs) we now have the heat two songs that have dropped this monday Mm -hmm. so amongst the entries on offer this week we have rayleigh with hero rayleigh of course last year that was another entry where i'm like is this is this meant to be a joke and it was not Mm -hmm. uh but hero feels very 80s like Mm -hmm. very mid 80s i think it's a much stronger entry for rayleigh than last year
0: mm-hmm
1: because like I mean, wild wild, really wild felt <laughs> wild was ridiculous it felt like a parody of your of vision entries this feels this feels much more in line with with pop music right now which mm-hmm. is going through its whole 80s revival thing right uh in a similar vein so daniel owens psycho feels very much like what the weekend is doing on his most recent album which is again very mm-hmm. 80s inspired those two are the ones i am really interested interested to see what those look like live uh, Maria Solheim has Nordly set. That feels like it's filling in sort of like the Nordic folk contingent. Mm-hmm. If I were listening to a, a Scandinavian coffeehouse playlist on Spotify, this would absolutely be right in the set. Yes. It's some real chill vibes. In this set of four feels a little off because, again, you've got like this very heavy 80s influence from Rayleigh and Daniel Owen. Right. And then you have Ketel Stoken, uh, with this almost like weirdly like, it feels just 50s-ish. 60s-ish kind of blast from the past
0: my reaction was why isn't this in Denmark's selection <laughs> it feels like something Oof. that Denmark would send oh yeah
1: <laughs> uh, it, it, it felt like a it felt just real weird in the context of the other three yes apologies to that song I did not like this song on first listen has not improved for me on a couple subsequent listens and then I was like what what's this guy's whole deal and like this is the person who sang Brandenburger tour in 1990 I'm like what happened <laughs> Uh, He also represented Norway in 1986. I did not expect it to be like a known quantity having submitted this song. Yeah. I think whichever of the other three it's against, it's going to get stomped
0: that'll be saturday maybe the last quiet saturday for a while just just the two shows so <laughs> and then things will be uh picking up uh as selection season goes on that's going to do it for this episode of the euro what thank you for listening the euro what podcast is hosted by Mike McComb, that's me and Ben Smith that's me you can subscribe to the euro what on the podcast app of your choice We're also on Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, just about anywhere. So like, subscribe, and tell your friends. Show notes are in the description of this episode and on our website at eurowhat.com. There you can find playlists for the national selections, a calendar with links to national final broadcasts, and past episodes of the show. If you'd like to contact us, we're at eurowhat on Twitter, or you can email eurowhatpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week to try to make sense of what's new in Eurovision.